0: Thanks to HoneyBook for supporting the AppleBits XL podcast. If you run your own business, you're used to doing it all, and trust me, I know what that's all about being indie, but if you're struggling to get through your to-do list, HoneyBook can help. Go to honeybook.com slash AppleBits for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash AppleBits. All right, let's get to the show. Ah, uh, Aw, yeah. What's up everybody, welcome to the show, it's the Apple Bits XL, Brian Tong here, aka BTZ, your host with the most, bring it to you on the weekly, it's everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. You know it's a big week, obviously, the iPhone 11 Pro, 11 Pro Max, and 11 and the Apple Watch Series 5, they're all dropping this week, I will be getting my units on Friday for review, but Look, I'm not going to keep you all behind, so I have a special guest on the show, Ray Wong from Mashable. He's reviewed the two phones. We're going to dive deep into all of them, but before we do that, just a little bit of business to take care of. First of all, you can support this podcast. I'm completely independent at patreon.com slash Tong, starting at $2 per month. We'll talk more about that, but what's the big advantages? Exclusive content, early access to shows, and completely 100% ad-free versions of the show i'm grateful for any of your support and once again that is patreon.com slash brian tong all right so we always love bringing in guests ray wong a great friend cool dude but we're gonna jump into it let's just dive in to the iphone 11 pro iphone 11 pro max and iphone 11 review here we go all right everybody special special treat here I like to call it the Wong Tong Show. A little bit of Wong Tong soup. Ray Wong from Mashable in the house. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Brian? It's good to be back. Always good to have you, man. Um, So we. Wong Tong soup, though. Dude, come on. You know, <laughs> you, know, you, know you dig it. It's so good. It's I, so I kind of dig it. <laughs> I mean, shoot, if you ever want to go indie, haul out a boy, haul out a play. We'll go, like, we'll do the Wong Tong soup podcast. <laughs>
1: I mean, we already trademarked that, so anybody who steals our idea,
0: man. They're not going to, yeah, not even. So, hey, uh, Ray, (laughs) thank you so much. Um, Can you tell people, just I like to get it out of the bat so people can kind of know what you do and how they can follow you right now?
1: Sure. I'm currently Mashable's Senior Tech Correspondent, and I cover all things consumer tech. Um, So I review all things like iPhones and Galaxy Notes or whatever gadgets are coming out. Um, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at Ray Wongy. That's Ray Wong with a Y at the end or Instagram at Sour Lemons.
0: Yep. I always, that makes no, we need to work on that branding on the Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, somebody has Ray Wongy. So like, ah, add another, add another Y bro. Just add another Y. (laughs) All right. So let's just get into it because you're here because you got to review the iPhone 11 Pro, Pro Max and the iPhone 11. I'm waiting for mine on Friday because Apple still's yet to invite me, which I'm okay with I'm just saying i'm gonna be I'm gonna be patient about, it, but I gotta get it I gotta get a man who's had his hands on these devices, so I think uh we'll kind of like flow around we just like let it roll. Let's start off with the iPhone eleven pro and pro Max you know there's obviously a lot of things that stick out to you. What was the number one thing really I mean was it the camera was it the battery? What was the number one thing that stuck out to you the most about the iPhones?
1: I'm gonna say the camera because I'm a big like photographer. And mobile shooter, love shooting with smartphones. Not just iPhone, any smartphone that has a versatile camera system. So the cameras are the biggest thing for me. Second thing is battery life. I mean, just the amount of extra battery life they've squeezed in. Four hours, up to four hours on the 11 Pro, up to five hours um, on the 11 Pro Max. Like, these are the two big game changers for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is when I saw that, I was like, whoa, that's a big deal. It's obviously, you know, the efficiency of the A13 working in tandem with it. But to just squeeze out or get that much more juice in the next generation in arguably what is could be perceived as the th- year three of this form factor, I thought that was really impressive.
1: Totally. I mean, I the phones themselves are a little thicker than the iPhone XS. They're a little heavier. Um, and I think that's okay because, you know, um, getting thinner and thinner and Ben Gate, <laughs> um, like that just served no real benefit, you know. And a little ah, millimeter of thicker, like I, I think I'd rather have that mm-hmm. and have vastly improved battery life. And I think most people would too. Um, and I think the 10R last year, which had the best battery life of. The 2018 iPhones proved that you know it was mm-hmm. the thickest iPhone, um, but it also had the longest battery life. So, um, great job, Apple.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you know that that was what stood stood out about me to the 10R. I was like, this 10R is using the same processor. It lasts longer. The photos are pretty much just as good, arguably, as the 10s mm-hmm. at that time. There's no need to go. I mean, and you're saving what roughly around. or so before you even jump up to that next model, uh, depending on which capacity you get. I mean, the XR kind of established this whole, almost this new world order with the iPhone where you actually don't have to get the highest level iPhone, but, um, and most people bought the XR just from a pure sales number. Apple won't release those officially, but publications show that that it was the new popular iPhone. And we're pretty much expecting the iPhone 11 this year to be the most popular iPhone as well.
1: Right. I mean, like, anecdotally, I see more 10Rs out there in the wild totally. than, you know, 10 I mean, maybe they're 10s. I don't know. But, like, I know, at least at the Mashable office, like, colleagues who have read my reviews are like, yeah, I'm going to buy the 10R. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I've helped unofficially sell more 10Rs than uh, 10S and 10S Maxes, uh, even though I own – I bought a 10S myself, you know? Like, I need the smaller size. Um, yeah.
0: But uh, here's the thing. So let's jump into the camera work because I thought what was really okay. great about about your review is Ray a lot of people yeah they'll show the camera they'll talk about night mode stuff but Ray literally compared it and had a lot of in-depth comparisons with the Note 10, the one which one? The uh OnePlus, OnePlus 7. 7 Pro. Pro and then the, the Huawei was it the P30, P30 Pro? And and uh, Pixel 3. Yeah, and I was like, dude, that was a that was awesome like because <laughs> you. you really, really I mean, I know how much time that takes and you've really, really dug into it. So if you could, just for our audience, let's break down just the three cameras um, sure. on the actual iPhone Pro and then just kind of start talking about what were some of your findings as you went along.
1: Right. So there are three cameras, uh, the main camera, which they call the Y camera now, and that is a 12 megapixel sensor, um, F 1.8. So lets in a lot of light. Um, then you have the 2X telephoto, um, and that one has an improved, slightly improved aperture, so f2.0. Um, previous one was f2.4, I believe, and so now you're going to get much better low light in uh, when you use the uh, 2X telephoto. And then you have the uh, ultra-wide, the new ultra-wide, um, and that is equivalent to, I think, 120-degree field of view. mm mm-hmm. Um, and you get this wide, you know, FOV and just like, it's so great for like making, taking like landscape shots and making everything just look so much more epic. You can squeeze so much more into a shot. Um, so this particular camera doesn't have like optical image stabilization stabilization the other two cameras do so the you do get a little bit of like softer images but i think if you kind of hold your hands a little steadier um you'll get pretty sharp images and the other big thing about the new cameras is night mode oh my god um
0: (laughs) oh i love okay i love how you say that because people that are listening to the show that may or may not have a pixel like my, my my imagination was like this past week Google pixel team was just like banging their heads on the desk saying like, we did night Sight. We had night. Sight first. And you know what? I think the feature that everyone's going to talk about uh, just casually to their friends is like, oh my God, this iPhone takes such great low, uh, you know, low light photos. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you look at the sample images I have on mashworld.com in my review, like you'll see they're better. They're better than pixel three. It's night Sight. Like night mode is just better. Like not only is the UI better, like mm-hmm. it, number one, it automatically kicks in. Um, so, and it gives you an exposure, which you can then adjust. So for example, if you, uh, hold your iPhone in a dark scene, uh, it'll turn on night mode and I'll give you a suggestion on how long you, sh- it should expose the shot. So like anywhere between like one to five seconds. And then there's a little meter that you can slide, uh, to either turn off night mode if you don't want that at all, or, you know, adjust it accordingly. So you can actually... R- uh, crank up the amount of exposures to like whatever the maximum exposure that they recommend, and like that gives you a lot of vers- uh, flexibility in terms of like what kind of shots you can get and if you see the, look at the comparison side by side, like, you'll definitely see that the iPhone just looks way better. Mm-hmm. it's sharper, um, preserves more detail. Um, and just the tones, you know? Yeah, the like color temperatures
0: you know, look good.
1: Color temperatures are great. Like, it's not, like, artificially boosting everything uh, from corner to corner and making it look like there's some kind of, like, a studio lighting, like, added to it. Like, Pixel 3 is great. Like, night sights are fantastic. But, like, it looks kind of fake, you know? Like, um, whereas, like, night mode actually uh, preserves the tones and contrast and it makes it still feel like, you know, it's nighttime, you know? Um, it's, uh, you know... It's, it's kind of whatever you want want it to be. So I think Pixel 3's night sight takes it to the extreme. iPhone uh, 11 Pro and 11's night sight, uh, or night mode, uh, actually balances it really well.
0: The other thing that I'm curious about is, right, we've we've seen, we have multiple phones that have triple lens cameras, have had it well before the iPhone 11. Sure. What, what stood out to you with the iPhone 11's triple camera? Is it a UI thing? Is it beyond just the quality of the photos like, What made it stand apart? Because right now everyone's, and you know, we should, we should be like, Hey, Apple should have a triple lens camera by now. It took so long, but have they actually done anything overall that to you makes it feel like it's actually a better experience or the same experience or less?
1: I mean, Apple does, Apple's rarely first, right? Like they want to be the best. And when they introduce a feature that Android phones have already you know kind of introduced first they do it better and this is exactly the same case Mm. so like there's a reason why these triple cameras on the back are aligned the way they are right so a lot of people think it's just an aesthetic and i'm sure that is a reason but like the way it's aligned actually uh, affects how the ui works right so if you use a telephoto lens and you let's say you center it on something um let's say a dog right if you zoom out and zoom out again and keep zooming out to ultra wide your that dog is still gonna be centered, mm-hmm. whereas um you know on an Android phone, the cameras are usually like aligned in a row mm-hmm. and so like you have to like kind of recompose move, shift over the phone a little bit um and also color consistency you know like when you're switching between the three cameras on an android phone they act like three different lenses you know it doesn't feel like one cohesive camera system it doesn't feel like one zoom lens that you're just zooming in and out whereas on iphone 11 pro and 11 you literally feel like you're zooming in with one camera mm. lens and that to me is kind of the attention to detail and that makes all difference like it just doesn't feel like it's janky, you know, like on an Android phone. I don't know if, like, you've used a OnePlus mm-hmm, 7 mm-hmm. Pro or, you know, a Samsung. It, when you switch between cameras, it, like, it's there's stutters. a little it's bit like of... like a stutter, kinda right? There's yeah. a stutter, right? Yeah. There's no stutter on iPhone 11 and 11 Pro. Like, that's an impressive feat of, like, just software and hardware really being deeply integrated, you know?
0: That sounds... Honestly, that sounds pretty awesome because, you know, I'll be getting a Pro, an 11 Pro on Friday, and, okay. know, to your, to your point, like... The reason why I have a 10, my 10 lens shattered and has been... Oh, no. It's it's actually dropped a couple times where I can't... I'm not going to pay $600 to replace my 10. And I'm like, okay, uh-huh. it's time to get an 11 Pro. I've been using a 10R for the past uh-huh. six plus months. And that's what really opened my eyes. Like, you know, damn, the 10R is such a capable phone that mm-hmm. you're, you don't feel like you're missing anything. Do you feel like with this 11 Pro versus the 11... Do you get that same feeling like, you know what, you're actually not missing that much for most people or do you feel like you'll be missing something, you know, because you don't, I don't know if you, if the two times zoom lens is really that important in this equation, Uh but what do you think?
1: So for most people, I'm going to recommend the 11 Uh um, and even the 10R because it's also cheaper. Um, If you don't take a lot of photos... Um, and you don't push yourself to kind of go out there and shoot stuff, then 10R is still great. It's definitely even cheaper, $5.99. And um, you still get the ultra-wide on the um, 11. Um, But if you're, like, a real mobile photographer, you love shooting photos, or you're, like, I don't know, maybe really serious about Instagram, influencer, whatever, um, vlogger, you should definitely try to get the pro just because, like, the camera system is just so versatile. Like I love shooting with smartphones mm-hmm. and like, I just stopped carrying like when I'm on vacation, I just stopped carrying my mirrorless cameras and Dang. Bef- like before, like I'd have to like, i like, I still carry like moment lenses with me now. Like moment is like, I don't know what they're going to do. You know, but like, do you even need them now? Honestly, I don't need it. I don't need a special case. I don't need to like keep like putting attaching and detaching the lenses. Like I can go to like, an event and cover it, like live blog it, like with this 11 Pro now. Mm -hmm. Easy. Um, And I'm excited to do that. So um, for most people, I think you're not going to miss out much for, you know, power users. And I consider myself a real power user. Um, I use a telephoto a lot, actually. Um, So I think it's worth it.
0: Now, curious, before the iPhone 11 came out, what was your number one rated camera for uh smartphone for photography number one rated for you personally uh, this is just a personal you know which one did you personal. like the most because pixel I mean, only uh, had a single lens but it put out some great sure, stuff sure um
1: i i bought 11 i mean i bought a 10s um i know a lot of people didn't like the smart hdr they thought it was like kind of like a watercolor painting, yeah
0: yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Water
1: co- or oil painting i i was honestly fine with it uh you know i still edit my photos Um, So I don't have that kind of problem. Um, And for me, the reason why I didn't, I didn't choose pixel three is because number one, uh, Android on it is kind of janky. Um, You know, it's slow. Android though. No, I like it, but like the RAM management is just terrible on pixel three. Like I, the other day, like I took out these 11 pros to the uh, vessel in New York, um, Hudson yards, and I'm trying to shoot with it. And, make do some comparison shots and the pixel totally didn't even a the camera was slow to load and b um google photos just totally screwed up on me like it didn't load like it couldn't even load the device the photos on device i'm not talking about like you know the photos in the cloud that have been synced like That worked fine. It couldn't load the on-device photos. I'd take a photo, the screen would go black, and then I realized it never saved. And I'm like, this is unacceptable, you know? Like, this kind of thing. Like, I don't care if the bokeh is better or, you know, the (laughs) segmentation, like, the isolation between foreground and background. I don't care about that stuff. Like, I don't really take a lot of portrait mode photos. Like, great. But, like, I need it to work, like, consistently all the time, and Pixel 3 just doesn't,
0: you know? So, hold Um, on, I'm surprised... I'm just curious just to dig into this a little more. So you're, you're saying with all the phones you reviewed before the iPhone 11 pro, you didn't put either the one plus or the Samsung note 10 as your top rated photo camera, or they are, you just own a tennis,
1: right? So I own a tennis, a one plus seven pro or one plus phones, you know, fantastic yeah. phones for regular phone stuff. Not so great for photography. Like they're Okay but they are definitely way behind still. It's, Yeah, like, it's interesting a lot of
0: work cuz they have there's a lot to your point these phones have the triple lens but I would say before the yeah. iPhone 11 Pro Samsung probably did it the best from using them but man the the OnePlus I mean they kind of look red. They have like a red tint to them.
1: That's what I'm seeing too like you know like the details are not so great. They're kind of like, you know, uh, the shadows are are pretty crushed. Um, and there's just like a, not enough contrast, like even pixel, like everyone loves the pixel uh, camera because it's so contrasty, but I'm like, dude, that's not what reality looked like. Like Mm -hmm. I want realistic photos that capture the moment. Like I saw it, you know, I can edit it to a certain mood or, you know, a certain filter, uh, later and create that tone and create that mood myself. I don't need the camera to like make it all moody, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's fine and all if you want that and you don't want to work on the edits and stuff. But like, I, I like that the iPhone XS was like a, kind of a little more realistic, a little mm. more muted. And then you, you'd have a little more room to edit with it later. Um, so yeah, I mean, galaxy great. Gra- galaxy's fine. Um, but I feel like the photos are always like a little saturated totally. and on, uh, for some reason, like, you know, they've toned it down a lot over the years, over the last couple of years of, smartphones um you know galaxy s since i feel like since the galaxy s8 s9 note set i guess seven is dead no eight, <laughs> 8 9, <laughs> 10, like you know they toned down the airbrushing on like faces and skin but it's still kind of there you know and that kind of bothers me
0: yeah um, i mean so. i remember back in the day when as cameras were evolving and we were still at this point where cameras hadn't been at the level we see today where we're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that this camera is in my phone. I remember taking photos on earlier Samsung, maybe around like the S8 or whatnot, and you'd see it and it would look like it would pop on your screen. It would look like it was coming out at you and like, oh, my gosh, this was so amazing. And then you kind of download the files to your computer and you download pictures from an iPhone. And they're now finally kind of on this, you're actually looking at the file as is, and you're like, "This looks way boosted. It looked right a little artificial." And to your point, I think Samsung still has; they still take great photos. It's it's really when you see them side by side where you kind of realize, right. like, "Oh, it is a little boosted," but without a doubt, they've toned it down so much more. But it's still that that DNA of boosting the saturation a little bit more and the brightness a little bit more than you're used to right. is still kind of like in their algorithm for their photos. So, um. I, found, I, mean, I find that'd be interesting. That's I mean, still there. F-
1: I think there's a lot of kind of uh, analysis we could do about how, why that is. You know, like Apple is really true to uh, <laughs> photography, you know, like pure photography, like a real camera. Like they, they analyze like, you know, bokeh from like at Leica from a uh, and model it off these prime lenses. Right. Like mm-hmm. I remember them telling me last year, how they use computational like you know uh photography to like kind of 3d model the bokeh like it it warps the way it changes when you adjust the kind of uh blurriness mm-hmm. uh, of the background it's not just like kind of it making it blurrier or less blurry it's actually changing the shape of you know um the the background um for certain objects so like a ball might be warped into an orb whereas on a pixel if you try to adjust it it's just getting blurrier it's like a gaussian blur right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and they're really true to photography and i think you know i've spoken to samsung i've spoken to oneplus and they are trying to like create images that are um kind of attractive for like social media on instagram Mm -hmm. on snapchat and so like you know that's the reasoning behind boosting saturation it just works better like um i remember a couple of months ago or sometime last year marquez mkbhd like he did a blind test um camera shootout and posted everything to instagram and the results were shocking people voted for the poco phone like this is Mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. budget phone and the reason why they chose that was just because it produced a brighter image not necessarily a better sharper crispier more contrast the image but it was brighter and so to them on instagram to a lot of people on instagram that's the better image you know Mm. so it's like where are you posting these things this stuff is like this stuff all matters i think and um like these things are accounted for when their engineers uh think about how to process these images
0: i I mean at the end of the day it is still subjective right what you like in a photo is different than what other people like and then if you're someone you know you can always say oh the guy who wants like the super true to color correction but then if the general population likes how a certain picture looks that's just how they like how it looks and it doesn't even I mean it always matters how you try and get to that point but sometimes even all this mad science wizardry of stuff that is done behind the scenes all the computational photography that happens (laughs) doesn't matter if if someone just likes, oh, I just like it brighter because that just looks more pleasing to my eye, right? So right. all this camera stuff can be debated. You can always tweak it and color correct it, but it is still very subjective at the end of the day.
1: Totally. That's why I kind of like for my reviews, I kind of like strive to like shoot with the whole range of, you know, um, rival smartphones and then present it. You know, I'll definitely uh, add my opinion I like this, which one do I prefer, but I also want to readers to kind of look at the comparisons look at the shots make a judgment for themselves and you know agree to disagree and you know give me feedback you know on why maybe you like this photo why you think i'm wrong or why you feel one phone did it better than the other like i want to hear this uh these comments right um because like you said photography is totally subjective and um what you like is gonna be different from what i like you know
0: thanks again to honey book for sponsoring the show When you start your business, did you dream about all those fun admin tasks like drafting proposals and contracts and tracking down those lovely payments? Well, HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. Now, HoneyBook makes it simple to run your business better. There's professional templates, e-signatures, built-in automation keeps everything on track, They can even consolidate services you already use like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, MailChimp, Gmail, all those. It's the number one choice for client and business management for freelancers and business owners, guess what, like myself. So I got to set up a HoneyBook account, and I like the project's layout because it has this kind of flow that, for me at least, makes it easy to organize all these different steps when you make contact, you land a contact, work on a deal, Get the deal closed because you just can't remember all this stuff by yourself. While I'm doing all this content and handling my own billing, it can get honestly pretty crazy. So the flow is nice, it's straightforward, and I'm just looking forward to using it more and seeing how this is as a tool on the day to day. So right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit HoneyBook.com/applebits. That's Applebits with the Z. One more time, it's honeybook.com slash AppleBits for 50% off your first year. All right, let's get back to the show. The other thing that I wanted to ask about is, is this iPhone <laughs> the best camera in a phone for you? Where do you rank it now? Like if you had to say, let's say, let's hear Ray Wong's top three. All right, all right. Are you, are, is this, are you gonna claim this the right now today, as of today before Pixel 4? Is this the best <laughs> phone on a camera right now, in your opinion?
1: Hands down, absolutely. This is the best camera system in any smartphone right now. Today, when we were recording this, uh, September 18th. (laughs) I don't even know what the
0: date is, honestly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the best smartphone camera, period. Um, And do you want my second and third choice? Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm
0: curious. curious. Okay.
1: um, Second choice, um, I'm going to go with Galaxy Note 10. Mm -hmm. Um, That is an awesome camera. Um, image processing is kind of not as great as iPhone 11 pro, but, um, it does have the three cameras. So I think that's already like kind of a step above like, uh, the iPhone 11. And then for number three, um, I will still give it to, um, the pixel three. It's janky. Uh, but it still works. It was janky
0: it for you that day, though. Maybe you know what? Someone who's listening. Well, is like, I, I had to do a software, Ray. Update dude, the, <laughs> I tr- I tried.
1: I tr- really tried. I I had to com- do a complete restore, like a reset.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah, it just wouldn't work. Um, and the reason why I didn't pick Huawei P30 Pro, everyone's like, "Oh my god, the regular camera, non-night mode, it just." it's 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 as good as night mode Mm -hmm. or night sight on a pixel three like the reason why i'm not picking that is the color temperature is just always wrong Mm -hmm. it's always wrong it's like either too much it's too warm it's too red it's like too blue it's like you know it's just not consistent and uh, it's not true to life and so that's why i'm not picking that even though it has some really great uh
0: cameras Well, I will tell you on this um, edition of the Wong Tong show, I am 100% (laughs) in agreement with your assessment. Just, it doesn't mean, look, it doesn't mean we're both right, because someone else is going to say someone totally different, but at least until I use the 11 Pro, absolutely like Note 10 and Pixel 3 are my top ones until I use the 11 Pro. But, you know, you're making, you know, everyone that's listening right now, including myself is like, that 11 Pro sounds pretty damn badass. It's, it's really badass, but
1: <laughs> I want to know, uh,
0: about, I want to know about slow fees. I mean, no, I don't, <laughs> I, I
1: wanna, you know, I mean, I'm going there, I'm going I,
0: there. I am so anti slow fees and I'm going to make uh... one. I, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. Are it's, you, are you? No, I'm not. It's just so, okay. The only reason why I'm against, I'm against the whole, like Apple trying mm-hmm. to make it a thing. You know what I mean? It's That's like, but it is fun. Don't get me wrong. You will see me post a slofee one one Listen day. To this. Yo. If you
1: read almost all the reviews, everyone's like slofies are so lame. You'll use it once and yeah, never again. Exactly, and and I'm just like, guys, <laughs> the kids are gonna love it. The kids are gonna love slofies. I guarantee you, they will be all over Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok, whatever the kids are using. Slofies will be a thing. Maybe they won't call them slofies. They may not. Uh, Apple's trying to trademark that. I just saw a story about that today. Get out of uh, here. Get out of here. That's horrible. I just saw it. You're trying That's to. It's horrible. Oh my... Okay, you want, you want to know what's horrible? When LG tried to make groofies a thing a <laughs> couple of years ago.
0: Remember that? Groofies? Hey, they had a wide angle lens. I'll give them. I'm just kidding. It, it, <laughs> I mean,
1: they tried to make groofies. Like, that sounds way worse than slow They're
0: all. Uh, selfies Selfies is even bad, but it just <laughs> stuck. It just stuck. Sometimes it just sticks. I think,
1: I think slow motion, like, from the front facing camera that people are going to latch onto that. I guarantee you.
0: Well, the quality of the front facing camera is so much better too. I mean, it's an understated thing because we don't use it as much. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's 4k 60 frames on the front facing also. Is that right?
1: Right. So 4k 60 on all of the cameras, all four cameras on the 11 pro. Um, and the front, uh, camera has been upgraded from the segment seven megapixel, uh, sensor our shooter on the 10s to a 12 megapixel sensor
0: very cool okay so uh, so uh, sorry were you gonna say one more thing i'm sorry
1: yeah i mean it's uh it's sharper for sure
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're all it makes uh, me look way more detailed yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> okay a uh, quick thing so we talked about the camera um night mode here's my question does it still feel like the photos are a night because I feel like some of the stuff that I've seen out there is starting to get mm-hmm. to the point where people are using them in dark areas like in their home, but the photo just mm-hmm. ends up looking almost like a normal photo that the idea of night is not there. I know you can turn it off, but right. is is night mode in some, Have did you experience it in any way where it kind of stopped making the photo look like it was at night?
1: Right. So, I mean, you definitely, if you want it to look like night, you need some shadows, right? You yeah. need some dark sections. It's, it's a uh, kind of a contrast between the, the darkness and the light and i mean again you can it you gives turn you it a recommend it i mean it gives you a recommended exposure like if it says like hey look it's dark the luminance is really dark here here's a five second exposure you can crank it down to like three seconds two seconds one second like it, somewhat of a manual control or you can turn it off completely um but i think most people are gonna want to to get that kind of exposed shot, you know, you're in a bar, you're in a club or whatever. You're going to want to see what's going on, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. You want to yeah. see how good that person really does look out of the dark. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Wait, let me, hang on. Let me take a night nice shot. Yeah.
0: Nice let me, of like, Ooh, I'm going home to alone tonight. I'm good. I'm cool. I'm cool off that.
1: Um, I mean, it's, it's a balance, right? And it's, it's, it's not too extreme, I would say. So,
0: can you um, take those I, cool sh- photos? Right, if the exposure is open for so long, you could take those photos where when people have like the flashlights and like kind of draw letters and stuff, right? Can you do that? Um, with, you know, what? I, I didn't try that. That's a good. I'm, no, I'm uh, just curious. I was just test. thinking about it. I don't know if anyone's done that yet. Don't I, worry. I, you don't, don't have think to anyone add has. it. You don't have to add well, it to your review, okay? Because like
1: now, now I gotta definitely go ahead and test it. Or maybe you should go ahead
0: and test it. Uh, I mean, I will. Uh, that was that's. You know what, Ray? uh, I'm really disappointed you know, I'm, I'm that not you take left take that. that away out for... here. Okay. I'm I'm really disappointed okay. you didn't include that really key issue in the review. That's <laughs> garbage. Mean, those, those are co- that those are cool types of photos. So your Damn. recommendation is garbage now. Just just from that alone, that alone. I,
1: I'm just disqualified now. <laughs> uh.
0: Okay, the other big thing in the phone, big or not, the stuff that we take for granted. The A13 processor, mm-hmm. I'm I'm of the school of thought that it is, at this point in time, it's really hard to feel the speed. But I do think when you see apps like Filmic Pro, when they come out, that's when you're like, oh, damn, finally, an app is actually utilizing the hardware to its fullest where it may not have been before. Although I did hear that Filmic Pro will work on some earlier iPhones as well. Um, so that mm-hmm. means that they're kind of tapping into whatever, you know, is in the A12. But did you feel... That the A13 was that much faster, or really, it's more of a contribution to battery life that we got from it?
1: Um, so, I think uh, it's more complicated than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's, you're right, uh, day to day, kind of like, you know, animations and, you know, a home screen loading up like Instagram or apps, um, web browsing, listening to like, you're not going to see much of a difference there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it basically feels as snappy as 10s iphone 10 um, maybe even iphone 8 you know like Mm -hmm. it feels it's been fast and fluid for a long time and that's just you know the optimization of ios right like it's been a strong suit for apple Um, and the thing i think people don't understand is that it's more than just pure performance for these everyday tasks they like the chip itself is doing a lot when you're um taking a photo like you know I'm, I'm going to try to quickly explain here. Like when you use a when you take a photo, right? Like it's already taking photos before and it's taking photos after and it's compositing them all together. Like before you've even hit the shutter. Right. Yep, yep. And so like these things are all happening in the background and that requires that kind of power. Um, and it's just something that Android or Snapdragon chips just can't do right now. Um, and it's only going to get more from there. Like when you take a photo of a person, like, in night mode or just a regular shot, it's doing a lot of processing. So it's like analyzing the face, it's analyzing the hair and sharpening, it's analyzing the background, and so it's going to sharpen the hair, it's going to sharp like maintain the skin tones um, while keeping the background, you know, not too sharp. Um, it's not just like processing everything across the board on the image, it's doing a lot now. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so a lot of people don't understand that part. Right. And you've got the neural engine, which is, you know, doing a lot of different things as well um, for augmented reality um, and for machine learning, um, you know, making sure Siri's kind of like processing, uh, you know, uh, her voice is more natural because it's using text to speech processing. Right. Like all these things that you kind of don't think about, all this stuff is being processed by the, a 13 bionic chip or a 12 or a 11, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's helping maintain battery life, you know, not just battery life, but the battery health now. Um, so you, 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 We're told like, oh my God, we don't need a faster chip. We don't need all this power. And it's not just for now. People are hanging onto their phones for a couple of years now, three, four, five years now. You're going to be grateful that this power (laughs) is here when you get the next update and the next update and the next update and it still runs and feels as fast as the first day you got it. Like that's something Android just can't do, right? Mm -hmm. Like Android chokes up like on the next update (laughs) and the update after because it just doesn't have runway, right? And this... Apple's really thinking to future-proof these devices. Like, you take these things for granted. Everyone takes these things for granted, but like, yeah, I mean, somebody's got to explain to them. You know that it's you. You got to think of long term. You know,
0: is there? Um, no. It's, it's when you th- when you put it out that way. I mean, we sometimes we're so deep into it and we like hear this stuff and know all this stuff that we kind of take it for granted. So the fact that you lay that out reminds us of just how much is actually happening on a daily with these right. things, which makes them amazing. I appreciated that they brought up that guy during the keynote and he started breaking it down of how different areas <laughs> of the processor fire because right. you, it's it's like, hey, we got an A13 that's that's faster, but what is it actually doing beyond just being faster? That, that was the type of insightful stuff that tells mm-hmm. a story, but it's also actually not just BS, PR speak it was actually like nerd nerdy stuff that right. you could really appreciate and be like damn that's cool because I still talk about like I look at my phone sometimes I'm like, I can't like, believe we have this in our phone right in our hand right I can't believe what we have in our hand does everything that it does it's crazy to me still
1: it's it blows my mind every single time I like process video um export it out on an iPhone and then I try to do the same thing on an android phone and I'm, you're sitting there waiting right <laughs> and on an iphone it's like you you really take it for granted really quickly how mm-hmm. fast like oh my god you're crunching the other day i was crunching two minutes worth of 4k 60 and just process it through like that like mm-hmm. so fast and like you know time lapses you know like you're waiting on android and it's like you can see it in like two seconds in that your camera roll on an iphone it's like what do you think is happening there? Like that's the power of the chip, right? It's all happening in the background; you don't realize it, but like that is the advantage of you know this this performance. And um, I think Apple's, I mean, Apple's like they say that they're to like two years ahead of everybody else. And I, I think if they keep going like this, it, they're gonna they're gonna blow everybody away, you know? They're like,
0: they're in the processor game. I mean, absolutely like, the best mobile processor out there. That's not chip, a question.
1: It's not just for iPhone. It's not just for iPad right now. Like, Guarantee you in maybe next year, there are rumors for next year, Mm -hmm. in the next couple of years, this chip is going to, like Apple's chips are going to be in MacBooks and you're going to be editing 4K 60 video on a MacBook that has like integrated graphics right now. You know, it's like, it's such a joke right now, but like in a couple of years, this is going to be like mind blowing.
0: And you're absolutely right because even the last the most recent iPad Pro, it tested to rival some of the entry level MacBook Pros. I with mean, it that with the A12 Bionic, and this new one that's coming out will probably mm-hmm. take that next leap. Will always, it takes that next leap up, even if it's, I mean, if uh, it's twenty percent gamma, it's going. It's still like it's amazing. Like they could, I mean, they already have samples. You know, they already have stuff in the back, but you know, they could they could do it when when they feel like they're ready to finally finally do it. They're gonna do it.
1: I mean, I benchmarked the iPad Pros last year and the A12X, I think. Yeah, yeah, A12X
0: Bionic. A12X Bionic. (laughs) Thanks for the fun names, guys. (laughs) It's so bad.
1: (laughs) And, oh my God, Super Retina XDR.
0: (laughs) That doesn't mean um, anything.
1: It doesn't mean anything. I said that in my review. It's like, it's becoming meaningless now.
0: Oh my gosh. Um,
1: But like... uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 benchmarking as fast as a like you know two year old fifteen inch MacBook Pro with discrete graphics. Like they're catching up fast,
0: dude. Um, and that's a completely usable machine. You know what I'm saying? It's not like oh that's such a that's such an old ass machine. No, that's a machine that pretty much does everything you need to do and can still edit four K video.
1: Right. So like when I'm at events, like I'm at, I'm like crunching 4k video on my iPhone. I'm not going to waste my time on my like little MacBook. Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's just not efficient. Um, so anyway, um, other things I like about the pro, um, the matte glass back.
0: Ooh, let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk. So, So, so nice. Are you into this whole like new matte revolution? Because. You know, back in the day, it was kind of like the brushed metal, but this is like glass that has that brushed feeling. Is that the best way to describe it?
1: Yeah. So I'm holding it right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm stro- I, you're, not ho- you're stroking it right now, dude. I'm
1: stroking it right now. It's like <laughs> putting my fingers all over it.
0: <laughs> the iPhone um, Pro, right? We're talking about the iPhone Pro right yes, now? Yes, yes, yes. just want to be clear.
1: Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, they Apple says it's like their strongest glass ever on the front and the back. Um, on the back, like I've taken my keys, I've taken a coin to it and you can scratch it like, and then it just rubs right off.
0: You really want to do Um, that? You really, I mean, oh, that's your review unit. Is that your review unit? That's not your personal This is a review unit. So I did
1: order one. So, you know, I, these are loaners. Um, and, um, yeah, I scratched it and it just wiped right off. I mean, and fingerprints, it's kind of, it resists fingerprints really well. Um, I just like, you can, you can't even see it honestly
0: is there's uh, a lot of also a lot of hype around the midnight green like it still looks silverish like with a little tin of green do photos yeah not yeah justice or is it really that subtle
1: uh in in like outdoor lighting you can definitely see it's like a forest you know i i called it like a boba fetish yeah fetish <laughs> <Boba laughs> whoa <Fett-like. laughs> boba fetish um <laughs> boba fett like um finish green i guess Mm -hmm. um but i think it looks cool um i'm personally not like much of a kind of color kind of guy for my phone like i like just like um pure black me too um so i ordered space gray um and what color did you order
0: i ordered space gray but i got the bright yellow bruce lee yellow color case for it because that's that's what i have for the 10r i'm like i love a bright yellow phone Mm, okay i mean you yeah, gotta, rep- you gotta represent you gotta represent
1: <laughs> <laughs> my mom's got the 10r actually uh side note like i showed my mom the uh the midnight green uh 11 pro mm-hmm. and the uh regular green which is kind of like a seafoam pastel green
0: the, uh, the, the, the the iphone 11, 11. oh yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah and my mom's like i thought she would like the pastel green and she was like mm mm and i showed her the pro midnight pro uh, green and she's like much better i'm like mom really? you're a badass <laughs> you're wow. so badass wow um, But she was like but she's like my uh iphone 11 uh, iphone 10r in yellow still beats everybody's uh, every other iphone that's she's my like,
0: that's i, I love yeah. that thing i love that thing
1: it's just so sharp
0: um it looks yeah. so good i <laughs> it looks re- it looks real damn good Um, i
1: i, w- I wish the 11 pros came in like funkier brighter colors
0: honestly hello come on don't you know it's it's a pro machine raymond this this phone is only (laughs) for pros pros don't play with consumer pastel colors they're only worth pros can't have fun right nope totally not it's all serious it's all serious buddy that's so wrong
1: apple if you're listening to this like i don't know tim cook like phil schiller all right shout out to all these guys right griff Joswick, like I would shout out to Johnny I, but he's leaving. <laughs> um, whoever is at the in the ID team, you know, at Apple, please, please give us better colors next year. Pro devices uh, can have you know more than just there. and
0: more than just product red. I'm talking about like legit colors.
1: We don't even have product red for the pros. I you know. know,
0: but you know what? Also, they're not going to do that because now the iPhone 11 is the consumer geared phone so what's the right that's where they should put all the fun colors anyways
1: i mean for sure put a case Um, on it put a case on it i mean i'm not i'm a caseless kind of guy i
0: know i've gotten to that point that's that's why i've dropped my phone twice and can't replace
1: (laughs) replace it anymore i mean i mean you're buying this phone Uh, yeah uh, it starts at a thousand dollars but like to cover it is like a disservice. Like you, you're never gonna feel the materials. Like come on. Like I know people who put screen protectors immediately on their new f- iPhones, put a case on. I'm like, you've never even touched your phone, or <laughs> literally, like outside of their unboxing. Like you've never touched your phone, and I'm like, that's so sad. You know,
0: no, it is sad. Hey, uh, um, any other stuff that stood out to you about the phone? Uh, 3D touch is gone. I know. I hate that.
1: I mean, I think we're in the minority here. A lot of people don't like 3D touch. But pro this is a pro device, right? Like why the heck is there no three D touch? I'm kinda of really disappointed by that. Um nothing against like haptic touch. Like it's basically a long press and then a little haptic feedback, but it's just not the same, man. It's not as it's not as instant. It's not as instant. So like in you'll I definitely noticed in certain places like the lock screen, right? So I'm like pressing the camera button camera, um, shortcut and it's just not instantaneous you mm-hmm. know like i'm doing it right now and i'm just like oh there's like this half second lag and i see the black screen before the viewfinder comes up and i'm just like that's not cool like it's just not the same and especially on like the keyboard you know that shortcut where you're like you're 3d pressing anywhere into the keyboard and it uh brings up the cursor and now you got to kind of have to like three haptic to touch just on the space bar and kind of that kind of disappoints me
0: yeah it's um, I mean I get the thing is that I get why they did it you know it makes sense to have the same UI across the board and I'm sure right, right it the ability to actually keep on making a haptic 3D touchscreen that quite honestly most people didn't use because Apple didn't really push apple didn't push it hard enough they didn't make it you know on all their devices so 3d touch was like it was to me a groundbreaking innovative screen tech that just never came to be because it wasn't supported enough by apple and then developers aren't going to be like i'm going to make an app specific with 3d touch and then i'm going to make another app for all the other devices no they're just going to make the app that works on every device possible and so that that was it it was a challenge i mean when you look back at it I was like, I was floored by it. I was like, this is badass. But then when you take a step it's back, so it's so underrated, like, yeah. It is so underrated. And people, like, my mom has no idea her <laughs> phone has 3D Touch. I've okay. got people writing me that said, the only time I remember I had 3D Touch is when I accidentally hit it, right? Like, some people accidentally activate it. And I'm like, you guys, 3D Touch is so badass. But it's, it makes I mean, me sad. Do you use, like, peek and pop? Oh, hell Yeah. Oh my God. I peek and pop all the time. <laughs> peek and pop. So
1: like you don't get that with half the touch. You can peek, but you can't pop the content. <laughs> so like, let's say you're like, you're, I know you're like, you're, you're browsing through an article and you're like, okay, let me see what this link that they link to, right? You're peeking at it and you're like, okay, you want to press in harder and pop it. And no, nah, you can't do that anymore. It's like, what the heck? Right. And that, like that part sucks. But you know, I think a lot of people will, won't mind because, um, the fact that they, the fact that they removed it allowed them to add a bigger battery. Um, and it's also, you know, um, not as expensive, you know, the panel itself, the display tech that was expensive, you know? Um, and that's why they couldn't bring it to iPad. Um, it's just too expensive. And, um, yeah.
0: I mean, I got to also imagine even look, they're making, I know this sounds so cliche, but it's true. The best display they've ever made higher, higher contrast ratio, by pushing all those limits and then implementing 3D Touch, it would be a lot more costlier for them to do for a feature that arguably maybe 5% of their user base was actually using. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's pretty small how many people actually used 3D Touch on a daily, I, I gotta imagine. But
1: also, I mean, let me ask you a question. Like, Force Touch on a MacBook trackpad, I never used that nope. feature. Nope. Ever. Nope. And the only feature that they've ever announced that I can remember is like to force press into a word and get a definition (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like, that's still there. Like, okay. Like,
0: but I get, you know, trackpad versus iPhone screen. (laughs) They're like, they're like, whatever. We're just going to leave it in the trackpad. We don't care. iPhone screen is like, they're like, we need to cut costs down. And, and if, if it was, I mean, did they tell you it did allow them to put more battery? It created more space for battery. Did they say that actually? They didn't tell me
1: specifically oh, okay, okay. that, um, but, like, you know, you can read between the lines. Um, basically, what the Apple told me was um, that they want to integrate this kind of quick actions, you know, the shortcuts and, you know, the 3 touch-like right-click uh, across their device uh, family. And, like, it was just too expensive to bring to iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, they just couldn't do it.
0: I wanted uh, it on iPad so bad, honestly i love i want it on ipad yeah it would have been fun just Uh, because the way you interact with content and media on that thing it's like oh that's perfect you know
1: totally like peeking and popping (laughs) on iPad. that would have been great
0: it would have been great so
1: yeah that's kind of my uh the other thing i liked about the like about the um iphone pro and uh yeah i mean there's not much not to like I mean, I I can nitpick and say like, oh, I wish they had gone to USB C, um, but at least at the very least, they include a fast 18 watt charger yep. in the box now for the pros, with, for the pros, for the pros. So you also get the USB C to Lightning cable, um, and yeah, I can't think of too many cons. Oh, 64 gigs uh, for the entry level?
0: Is mm. that at that price? At that price, bro?
1: That should that's not on a pro de- pro device, man. That's a travesty. That's
0: the, you want to yeah. call it pro give us at least 128 minimum should,
1: uh, i called them out for that um definitely like it should not have the s- same entry level storage as the cheaper <laughs> iphone 11
0: you know and the iphone
1: 10r like it should not that's just insulting shouldn't. you know it is um and you know, to Apple's credit, you know, they actually have done a lot of great like compression. So if you I like if you look into the camera settings, you'll actually see that um their high efficiency is even better than on 10S and iOS 12. Um so like the file sizes are actually smaller, you know. Um like even smaller than previously. Um so, you know, you can de- definitely get more with 64 gigs now. Um but like you got three cameras, four cameras, I guess, right? And you expect people to shoot a lot of stuff with this. Heck, yeah. You're advertising 4K60. I'm going to shoot 4K60, man. Exactly. Um. So, like, that's going to fill up. But, like, they're going to be like, hey, buy iCloud. We're a services company now. And I'm just like, dude, Yeah, not the storage on the device. That's what I'm
0: saying. Put it on, put it on a natively. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm still of that old school thought where I don't really 100% trust iCloud because I've heard enough horror stories of people that <laughs> literally like all their stuff is gone. Like, yeah, i stored it in iCloud. I'm like, yeah, you got to do that manual backup once in a while, buddy. Just letting you know. I always got to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So those are my highlights for uh, the 11 Pro.
0: Okay. Quick question yeah. about um 11 Pro. So let's talk about, you know, when you look at the landscape, I know where I stand with this, but people that are looking to upgrade if they haven't already, who mm-hmm. do you, where do you kind of draw that line of, you know what you, you should, pro, you should upgrade. You don't really have to upgrade. You should absolutely. Upgrade. Sure. Where, where, where do you draw sure. that line personally?
1: I mean, if you're on a 10 or older, I think this is like a no brainer. It's, it's a good upgrade. Even it's 10 like users, upgrade. even 10 users. Like this is a huge camera upgrade. We're talking about like huge, if you really, if you care about good photos and I think phones are now basically cameras, um, you should upgrade um i i would recommend it if you have a 10s or a 10s max or um probably not you probably don't need to um unless you like you're a real enthusiast you really really care about it like go ahead and um, we know like, we
0: know those people i mean a lot of them listen I mean, to the show i'm that
1: i'm that person right <laughs> like i'm a real 11 pro um like i care so much about the camera like i want the best camera
0: okay quick and... question did you go from a 10 to a 10s because there was barely any difference for me from a 10 to 10s did you do it though i did do it because i was like man i'm so i was so glad (sighs) over time after looking at the 10s i'm like man i'm glad i didn't upgrade to the 10s
1: so i mean if you go and read my 10s review you'll see the camera comparisons there is an improvement over the 10 especially for low light performance um for like hdr so like things like you know when you're photographing candles or like photographing light fixtures or anywhere you'll see better uh kind of exposed shots um I, I, like you can see the comparisons right there and it's night and day um def you definitely could have achieved that if you like you know manually focused yeah. or auto focused and locked in your exposure and you know adjusted things but like i like to like shoot fast kind of street photography so it's like bang you know i don't really have time to um autofocus unless I'm trying to like get a specific type of shot right like I shoot a lot in the subway <laughs> I'm that guy I noticed that, um, and so I'm like bang I, you gotta be fast like I noticed the other day I'm like man I got that shot before anyone even noticed <laughs> you know <That's>
0: <laughs> stupid <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> dude the iPhone is so amazing I got the shot before I even noticed that. I took the shot seriously before anyone even noticed and um, so yeah I mean the XS was the first kind of iphone that i got um annually like i jumped from 10 to 10s before the 10 i had a 7 so i was mm-hmm. like buying it like every two years mm-hmm. um and yeah i'm kind of like addicted to the cameras now mm-hmm. and it's good because i can give my 10s to like my dad
0: damn get them, finally
1: get him off android um so i paid for um apple care and i'm gonna like you know, I, I kept that one in a case, um, and the screen's all scratched up. Battery's, like, at, like, 85% health, <laughs> and I'm going to take advantage of, like, the, the Apple Care Plus and just get a new battery replacement, get a new screen for, like, 29 bucks, and it's basically going to be a completely brand-new iPhone from Dad. That's so. a
0: good son right there. That's a good son <laughs> right there.
1: And then, you know, I'll, I'll cruise in with my my 11 Pro.
0: <laughs> Very nice. All right. um. Before we go any other standout things that you wanted to talk about the iPhone 11 or things that might have surprised you with the iPhone 11
1: 11 I mean virtually the same phone as the 10r with the same performance as uh, 11 pro uh, exact same performance like all my benchmarks exactly the same. Wow. Um, And the ultra wide is equally as good as the ultra wide on the 11 pro. Um, you also get an hour extra battery life. Um, and yeah, I mean the colors, um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, 11 is a great, great device and it's a hundred was $50 cheaper than the 10 r was when it Mm -hmm, launched. mm -hmm. Like that's a steal, man. I mean, that's great. I mean, it's a great value.
0: They should have, I still, whether or not, fine, it's the consumer level charger. They should have put an 18 watt adapter in that thing. They They should have. They should have. They should have. Because. I mean,
1: okay, so would you rather take a fast charger or 50 bucks off?
0: I'd rather take a fast charger because I already have enough of the slow chargers. You know, like I think I I
1: know, but a fast charger you can buy for like 20 bucks, whereas like 50 bucks off is like well,
0: then, but you still have to buy their cable because you got it, it's not even just the charger, you have to buy their lightning to USB C cable in addition to that. So it basically ends up being around like 40 50 bucks. Like, I just think that they should have, you know, in order to usher in this, and it's more like when you look at the industry, everyone. Mm-hmm. That even has a USB C port and it throws in a USB C faster charger, right? right? But and I'm I'm fine. Apple's been resistant to it, but with this new generation of phones, it's like, come on, guys! I know you're sitting on two hundred billion plus <laughs> dollars because you've been selling us cables and charge. Like we've been having <laughs> to buy this crap over and over and over. But throw throw people a bone. Like it's not even they. Sh- I just feel they should have put it in the box. That's all. Uh, they they should have like that's them being cheap for sure
1: <laughs> i mean they are
0: they are yeah no it's funny it is so funny like and and there's different things that they clearly stick true to like no we're going to we're going to give you a phone that starts at 64 gigs we don't care that no one else does on our pro phone we're going to even do it we don't even care 64 gigs it is son
1: <laughs> i mean there's you can defend them in so many ways i mean like you know the <laughs> trump tax or chinese trade war um and you know like would you rather have increased prices there um like i don't know there are trade-offs i'm they're smart people
0: i'm sure they thought of it and guess uh, what we're still all buying them bro
1: we're still all buying them so yeah
0: all right well you know what Uh, ray just want to say thank you so much you have for people that are listening and have been listening to this whole thing you know when someone reviews the iphones they're given a few days to do it and then they write how many? How many words were your articles roughly? <laughs> Honestly, because it's a beast. I mean, you're reviewing two phones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, they share similarities, but they're still different. You have to provide two different reviews, right? In, a, in a, what a span of what? Th- I don't know, less than a week. That's, that's all. He's been he's been going hard, and I really appreciate you hard, coming yeah, coming on this show to contribute to it because it really helps give some insight in things that I didn't even think about and that other people probably haven't. And so, is it's just really awesome that you spent some time to do that. I really appreciate it
1: thanks thanks yeah i think maybe like i both reviews total together
0: probably like
1: somewhere to eight to like nine thousand words i mean i lost track like i remember turning in my first draft um for the 11 pro is like a little over 4500 words and (laughs) i had not even added the camera section in yet oh i'm thinking that one is like maybe like 6500
0: uh it's a lot It's a beast.
1: It is a beast. So um, I mean, nobody read. Nobody reads. I mean, just go look at the photos. (laughs) That's that's what you're really, really interested in. So definitely, guys, I'm gonna plug myself. Go check that out, please. Um, Like Brian said, um, I have tons of comparisons there. Like no, I don't think I haven't seen any other review uh, as thorough as mine. Agreed. um, And you guys can kind of. make a judgment for yourselves. You know, take a look at the photos. You can click on all of them for full resolution and let me know on my, you know, Twitter or Instagram what you guys think is the better photo um, and whether you think the 11 Pro is the best smartphone
0: camera or not, you know? Yeah, and uh, Ray, where where can they tweet and IG you at again one more time? Yeah,
1: on Twitter at Ray Wongy. That's R-A-Y-W-O-N-G-Y and on Instagram at Sour Lemons.
0: Awesome, bro. Well, Again, thank you so much, everybody. Ray Wong of Mashable. Appreciate it, bro. And we'll have you on again sometime soon. All right? I, I can't wait to be back. Yay. All right. We'll see you. Thanks, bro. <laughs> see you, man. All right. That was a fun interview. And Ray gave me a lot to think about because, man, the best camera on a phone to date with a triple lens, it got me thinking, uh, you know, I, I might be a little more juiced about playing around with this thing. Uh, before I got it than I might've been before. So we'll see what happens. I'll be getting my units on Friday, Apple Watch Series 5 as well. And then so many of you called after Apple's keynote with uh, comments and thoughts. Time flies because it's been less than a week and the product's are already coming out. So I'm gonna see if I can get some sort of bonus episode out there for you all, but we'll see because it might end up actually being too dated by then. And I wanted to really get you the review and the first impressions of the phone from someone who's actually used it before. Then I, I, I kind of feel like that was more important. So, you know, you, you get what I'm saying. Also, we've got to say thank you so much to our Patreon supporters at the $100 platinum Apple level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Jarrett Lewis, Calvin Faticar. Thank you so much for all of your support. And again, it starts at $2, 5 dollars 10 25 there's different levels that you can support the show and i'm always grateful and thankful for all of your support all right that's gonna do it for this week iphone 11 iphone 11 pro pro max apple watch series 5 they are all dropping this week gonna have some fun and there'll be plenty plenty more to talk about take care everybody be safe it's the apple bits xl baby peace